This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we spend an inordinate amount of time talking about the Chiefs and the Bengals game. What'd you expect? Then we get into a little Eagles Niners. And in the last segment, we reconcile all of our best bets throughout the playoffs. It's going to be a good episode. Stay with us throughout. It's Bro Storm Sports with your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Monday, January 30th. Uh, We're recording on Monday night as usual. Of course, there's no Monday night football tonight, but we do have a Super Bowl matchup confirmed. The Philadelphia Eagles... We'll be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. How are we doing tonight, fellas? I'm doing amazing, except for the fact that I'm somewhat sad that there's only one game left in the NFL season. Um, But the Chiefs are in it, uh, and I feel like a genius because everything I said on the podcast, for all of you listeners out there, came true on Sunday night. Um, about Joe Burrow being soft and Mahomes about to show him who's boss and we can get into the Cincinnati mayor. Um, and the intern P is a dumbass, which we already knew, but I guess good to confirm um, again for the listeners and through actual football results. So intern P, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I don't really know what to say to that. Uh, yeah, they took an L. I don't know what to say. Uh, NFL rigged. I'll get some more on that later uh I, I mean the chief did play well i'll give you that i don't like that you're right i think that really hurts me the most i i told sasha before the game i was like i kind of want to see scott cry uh, but unfortunately we didn't get that today so yeah first first of all scott doesn't cry um second of all sasha can we come back to intern p sounding like every other little crybaby on twitter about the nfl being rigged yeah, we'll we'll get there. Uh, intern P, I can confirm Intern P was in, incredibly butthurt about the way the Chiefs-Bengals game played out. And I think it had something to do with, and I quote before the game, I'm putting the balance on the Bengals. Dude, okay, it was like 20 bucks. That's all I had in my account, okay? It wasn't like, you said, it just happened to be. You could have just said, I'm putting 20 bucks on the Bengals. You said, I'm putting the balance on the Bengals. Dude. Don't get me, I mean, in, I expect that out of intern P, but the, and I know we'll get into it, but the amount of disrespect from the general public of just like everyone betting on and picking the Bengals is like, come on, people. The Chiefs have been to five straight AFC championships games. Mahomes is the undisputed best quarterback in the lead. They're playing at home and people are just like, oh yeah, the Bengals are for sure going to, for sure going to win. I I agree. Um, and actually, it came out last week after after our show, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I, I believe is Aftab Purival. The uh, it, really, actually, it doesn't matter what his name is, as Travis Kelsey should have said in his post game. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is. I mean, he gave every other The Rock quote that that he could think of. So. Um, but he basically asked if Joe Burrow, it, it was actually kind of funny. Like, is Joe Burrow going to take a paternity test? 
to confirm that he's Patrick Mahomes' father. But the Twitter reaction from that from Bengals fans was was pretty much like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, wait until after we win the game. So at least they had some sort of uh I I don't know the word uh self self awareness there to know that that yeah, was a they had thing. some feel. They had some feel. And I do I do respect that. Especially when you got Eli Apple saying have fun in Cancun before the game. I'm just like you're not even good at you're not even good at football, dude. Like, Eli Apple do writing checks his ass can't cash. I, I mean, if Joe Burrow says that, you're like, oh, okay. But Eli Apple, dude, and who's the dude that said Burrowhead? Like, what are we doing here? It was Mike Hilton, yeah. I believe. Yeah, what are we doing here? But onto the the field a little bit. Like the Chiefs were basically missing all of their good players in that game. Mahomes was playing on one leg. Tony went out during the game. McCole Hardman went out during the game. I don't know. Juju went out at some point during the game. They were playing with Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Marcus Kemp. And then Legereus Sneed out on the defensive side. I mean, it, it was a gritty performance. Yeah, I will. Um, I mean, we, we've already talked about this a little bit. Um, and I And I mentioned it kind of in my five-minute long rant about Joe Burrow last week, so it's not worth repeating, but just I think like setting the table for on the field is important. Cincinnati definitely talks too much. Um, I don't think that helped them in this scenario. Like I think the the Chiefs, who I you know, I said in our text message are like they are they are prone to be somewhat um apathetic and play down to their competition at times. I think specifically their defense. And I was actually listening to Ryan Clark on ESPN today who played safety in the NFL. And he was like, I've said this before. Stuff like that I don't think matters to an offensive player. But to the defense, I actually think it does. Like when your job is to chase down and hit people, um, if you want to hit them worse, he like what he said is he actually thinks it does matter. So like I think Chris Jones was legitimately pissed off. He played like it. So I don't think that helped um, the Bengals, like the Burrowhead, the the mayor, which wasn't the team's fault, but any of that stuff, I don't think it helped. Um, and Mahomes is like, they have been to five straight AFC championship games. Now, three of those years, they've gone on to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes has won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's won an MVP. I know Joe Burrow thinks he's great, but he's been to one Super Bowl, right? They've had one of those runs. Um, so yeah. And then Sasha, your point on the fields, like, I think that this has probably been the most mature run of this five year Mahomes era. Like they were, I think you left out Willie Gay. So like their best cornerback Sneed, their well, really important linebacker and Willie Gay, all of their receivers, which is like, it was almost weird that, that they all just got hurt, like on simultaneous drives. Um, and I do want to talk about whether or not we know the health status of any of them, because it feels like some of those guys should be able to come back for the Super Bowl. Um, but I felt like the Chiefs outplayed them. They definitely outgained them. They owned the first half again, and it looked like it was going to slip away. Like, I could not believe that Andy Reid punted that ball on fourth and seven from whatever it was, the 37 yard line. I forget. Like when he punted that ball, I'm like, we're for sure losing. Um, you give the ball back to Joe Burrow with two minutes and 30 seconds left. Um, what did you guys think of that? Yeah, decision? I think it was a, it was a little bit of a sign of the way the game was going 
Like normally you'd say Chiefs fourth and seven. I mean, it, you got a pretty good chance to make it. I think, and then on the other token is like if you give the Bengals the ball, you'd say they're definitely going to score. Uh, but the way this game was going, fourth and seven didn't look anything like a sure thing. Yeah, and the Bengals scoring going the other way didn't look anything like a sure thing either. Um, Budker had been like the thought process is maybe a field goal, but if you watch that, it what ended up being the game winning field goal. I don't think he would have been good from that distance. Like, and they said he was short from the that distance in warmups. So it, it was a really tough decision. It's one of those three way decisions where there's three different things you could do, and none of yeah. them are really great options. Uh, but. It it was uh, it was interesting to punt it away in the moment. I I I can't say I was like cussing it completely in the moment. So I don't want to like. And obviously, it wouldn't be revisionist history because it worked out the way they wanted it to. Um, but I don't want to say that I thought it was a horrible decision because in the moment, I I wasn't saying that. Yeah, I thought the Chiefs. There was twice when I thought the Chiefs had lost the game when they punted it away. And then you get them to third and 16 after the intentional grounding penalty, which in turn P was an intentional grounding penalty without a doubt, even though you're going to tell me that it wasn't. Samaj P. Ryan was running like a slant route and he threw it at the feet of four offensive linemen. So, so third and 16 and somehow we let them convert it in a wide open pass to Hayden Hurst, um, which then I'm like, oh, that the game's over now. But defense came through, man. Defense played absolutely huge. And I can't believe that they leave Chris Jones on an island on that third and eight play against a backup O tackle. And he just smoked him. So we, we've kind of danced around it a little bit. But intern P, tell us about that intentional grounding and, and why this game was rigged. Uh, You know, I don't really know in a way. These refs, it, it's just so hard. Okay, these were the good. These were good calls in a way that there was holding on the one when Patrick Mahomes. But Scott was saying, I mean, if they're, it's basically holding every single play. Uh, the intentional I grounding. That, I don't think that was holding. Okay, that's hey, that's an opinion. I I respect your opinion. Uh, like one dude cut a video on Twitter and said hey, it was a hole, and you ate it up. It just sucks that it, I know that the roughing the passer thing or the late hit out of bounds did happen and it just sucked that it happened. And then that, yeah. when then when they had three fifth, fifth downs, like that was, I, I understand they ruled it dead, but I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen that. And I know, I know he ruled it dead. I know it's loud in there, but how do you let that happen on the biggest stage, the biggest game of the year? I yeah. just don't understand. So here's what I'll say though, is like in real time, as that was happening, you were like, I've never seen them blow a play dead, play it, and then replay it, even though it actually happened earlier in the game on a false start. Like, okay, it, so yeah. twice. Exactly. Okay, so twice. But I'm Maybe just I saying, like, that happens all the time. Plays get blown dead. Like, people continue to play, and then they say, no, that play didn't count because we blew it dead. I I agree with Sasha. Okay, I that's agree. okay. And then the next Sasha. play, and also, then the next also, play, we get them holding. I don't know. Did did you see did you see the holding call? Like, yeah, it was holding. Eli, it's it's Eli more Apple fun to complain about it. Tackled him. It's more fun and, to complain about it. Like Andrew Wiley got a got a bullshit like 
unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Chiefs got a touchdown called back for a for a hold earlier in the game. Um, the reality is, is like you had a couple. Like the only one people complain about is that third, that getting that extra third down, which didn't end up mattering anyways. And there was also a play in the game at some point where they did one of these. After further discussion, we have changed the ruling on the field, which basically means New York called in and said it's wrong. That call was in favor of the Bengals, even though right. the Chiefs had to challenge two other times in the game to try to get something overturned. Right. So, right. I mean, I, I, I don't think the officiating was as much of a story as people want to make it out to be. It, it's... It, the the Chiefs won the game on a call at the end of the game, and so people want to make it into an officiating story. I I hated to see it in that way too, but they had to make the call. Like you cannot swallow swallow the whistle, so to speak, to use a basketball term, at that point in the game when it's an obvious late hit out of bounds. I agree with that a hundred percent, Sasha. And I, and I don't think there's actually anyone saying that that wasn't a a penalty on that last play because it was. I think if there is one point to be made about the officiating, it's that. The NFL should stop using these all-star crews in the playoffs because they basically they don't keep crews together, right? They they rate guys and then they put together all-stars for the playoffs. And I do think it it um, the crews lack some continuity, which means you're more likely to get stuff like what happened, which is like calls being played sl- slightly late, etc. Um, that to me doesn't make any sense. It's like you should be rated as a team. And then you go to the, go work the playoffs as a team. So um, I did I did see something that I thought was interesting going around today, which is like somehow every time the Chiefs win in the playoffs, like everyone else wants to change a rule. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. We changed the overtime rules for them, even though the exact same thing happened to them a couple years earlier. But right. Can um, I give the can I give the Chiefs their flowers though? I do want to say some nice things about them. We, we yeah let me, yeah let's do let's that. hear it, P. Okay, so I know how you're talking about all those injuries, but we didn't even bring up Mahomes on his bum ankle, and I thought he played amazing, even with an, basically a broken ankle. Like I, That's a gutsy performance, and I just wanted to put that out there because you didn't even mention it, and you're a diehard Mahomes yeah, fan, and I I'm not. Get to it yet. Uh, oh, you didn't get it to yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mahomes did play uh, pretty fantastic. Uh there was, I mean, obviously, like the fumble was like a huge snafu, which they could have probably won going away without that. Uh, but one point I was gonna make: the, there was at least four or five times in that game where you say, hey, "If Mahomes has a good ankle, he gets away from that rush, or he makes that play, or he makes that throw, or something." So the the ankle definitely was a factor, but he gritted it out and made it anyways. And when the game was on the line, last play of the game is the first time. Essentially, the first time he tried to run all game because he had to, and that's if if he doesn't go out of the pocket and try to run on his bum ankle, the late hit never happens out of bounds. Like if he just takes a sack there or throws it away, then we're going to overtime. So that was an incredibly gritty play uh, by Mahomes at the end there. It wasn't by any stretch a perfect game or like the best game I've ever seen him play. But given the circumstances and given the opponent, I mean, it's going to go down as one of the more important games of his legacy, especially if he can pay it off with a Super Bowl win. Yeah, I mean, um, P, you're right that I neither of us brought up Mahomes and hit like that performance was ridiculous. Like it was, I think I said it was going to be his flu game, and like 
He played on a bum ankle. To Sasha's point, it wasn't his perfect game, but he severely, substantially outplayed Joe Burrow. Like, I don't... um, I'm not sure I've heard enough people talking today about Joe Burrow playing not that good of a game. He had, he had like two, um, I don't want to say pretty poor picks, but he had two picks. He got sacked five times. He probably held out on the ball too long a bunch of times. Um, but Mahomes definitely outplayed him. I think he was 325 yards, two TDs. He had that really bad fumble, which, you know, was kind of a fluke play and probably really could have cost them. Um, but I agree with Sasha. His, especially in these high leverage playoff games, third and four, five, six, like his ability to use his legs to get that first down is a is a thing, and he uses it often. And he very clearly, like how many third and six, seven, eight was there in that game where he didn't use his feet? And then finally at the end, he's like, "Screw it! Like I got to get this first down," um, and he did. And that was the ball game. So I don't know. He, the sad thing about Mahomes is we are like numb to his greatness at this point at the age of 27. Um, Cause he has it all. And he also just somehow has like a ridiculous pain tolerance and just like, yeah, like I, I almost don't want to say this cause it's so corny, but like his competitive will to win is like, I don't know you know, second to, to none. 326 yards for Mahomes with uh, MVS as his number one receiver. Granted, Kelsey right. was there, but um, that's just, it is impressive. It was the most quiet 326 yards I've seen in a long time. He just dinking and diamond every time MVS come up with these big plays at the end. And Joe Burrow just, I, I do want to put the blame on him, but five sacks is pretty rough. He got hit 12 times in the game. I know he needs to have a little more presence, but that's tough when you got uh, Chris Jones coming at you every play, being a game wrecker that he was. Yeah, fair, fair, but he he threw for 275, five sacks, two picks, and he's throwing to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, and I feel like I, and I don't know what it was like you're watching the game on TV. You're not watching the all 22. You don't like see what's going on downfield, but every time he just gave T Higgins or Jamar chase a chance, they came down with it every time. And so like, why was that not more part of the Bengals game plan is just like, Hey, our receivers are way better than anyone they have covering them. You don't need much time to just throw it up to these guys. Um, like if if they're not open, they're still open, and I I felt like they way underutilized. But like Higgins had the touchdown catch where he just mossed the guy, and then Chase had the like forty yarder later in the game uh, on another third and long that they they threw it down the field, and they ended up I believe scoring a touchdown on that drive as well. It just seems like it seems like they didn't give them enough opportunities to just make plays. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably fair. I mean, they, he tried it one time late but, and threw the pick with yeah, the, uh, that's true. you know, in general. And this is like, I don't know, maybe that I know we're going a little long here, but it's like huge game and by far the best game of yesterday. Um, but what I was going to say next is, is related to, like I think that probably the bigger point with the Chiefs is their secondary. I thought played really well yesterday. Tag the whole defense played really well, but they're like 
that draft class, man, and and the last couple draft classes for the Chiefs, it's actually pretty incredible. Like you had Brian Cook, uh, geez, I'm gonna get all their names: Jalen Watson, Jalen Williams, Joshua Williams. Yeah, like you got a bunch of rookies out there: fourth round picks, seventh round picks, one first round pick. Karloff just got a sack. Like the and then last year, like Trey Smith. Um, Creed Humphrey, Humphrey, Nick Bolton. Like, I, I just, I, I came away from that being like, holy shit, the Chiefs' young talent is like, they got a, they got a lot of players for a lot of years on, you know, that they're yeah, going to be there for a while. And like, yeah, exactly. I mean, they got, they drafted 10 guys this year. All 10 have contributed throughout the season. Um, and they're all going to be second year players next year. They, they should even be just that much better. Um, and, and we don't need to, to like delve into the Chiefs' future that much yet. We still have the Super Bowl ahead of them, but they really put themselves in a position where in this year's draft, they can maybe try to package some picks and like just get a couple of really high end talent players because they're not going to need ten rookies again next year because all those guys are going to be back. Yeah, but and I'm sure like based on what we watched yesterday, like if they were going to go for a high end guy, you're looking at a receiver probably, receiver and right tackle. Is really yeah. like the only two things that they need. I'm not convinced Sky Moore doesn't have isn't doesn't have a substantially better season next year. I I really was impressed with well what he did as a punt returner. I was terrified that he was going to muff a punt. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the one last thing I wanted to talk about on this game was I think the Chiefs did something really smart that probably almost nobody noticed, but there was a point in that game when. Uh, the Bengals were kicking off and Sky Moore was back there to return the kickoff. And I was like, Isaiah Pacheco is like the one skill guy we have that's not hurt right now. And he always returns kickoffs. Like, what is Sky Moore doing back there? He's going to he's going to fumble. He's going to ruin the game. But I think what happened was is Kadarius Tony was hurt. McCall Hardman was hurt. And Justin Watson wasn't suited up. He was inactive. They knew that Sky Moore was going to have to return a punt eventually in that game, so they put him back there for a kickoff, just to just to get his feet wet, like catch a ball out of the air, like get comfortable back there because a kickoff's a lot less pressure than a punt. You don't have guys bearing down on you as much. And then it was only later that I saw him back there for the punt that I was like, "Holy shit, we're letting this guy return punts!" And then I realized all of our other punt returners are, Who else are is out. Do it so. Yeah. So I, I think that was a smart move on their part. It doesn't mean he couldn't have muffed one still, but they th- whatever they said to him, it worked because he looked very comfortable catching those punts, which he hasn't I mean, all season long. I mean, I I read an article today, which I think is like such a like as a leader or manager or manager or like a father. It like it's such a statement on the Chiefs culture that so like basically what Sky Moore was saying is like I found I'm off three kicks this year. I like I thought they never gonna let never were gonna let me do it again. And all like all of our coaches kept telling me is like you're gonna get another chance and you're gonna be great. Like like he was basically saying like this is not a this is not a culture where you screw up and they throw you in the trash. It's like they just like people just keep believing in you and pushing you to be better, which I think is like such a subtle but like huge cultural thing, which I thought was really cool. It's like it's so Andy Reid, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just uh, I I think I have one more thing that we probably need to talk about the Eagles Niners. I would say, 
uh, I think this the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs, it's going to be a fun five to six years to watch them go at it every single year. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence, too. I mean, the, I mean, they looked good this year. I mean, Justin Herbert, I know you hate the Chargers. But I just I, – I think the NFL is in really good hands right now, and it, it's a good product minus the refs. Um, but, uh, I yes, I just – I'm excited to watch the next five or six years for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. The AFC's got a lot of good storylines. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll take the uh, the Eagles-Niners game on the other side of the break, and then we'll catch best bets in the last segment. You're listening to the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around. Winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports. We had a rousing break. Jamie has reminded us how shitty he is at picking games, uh, which is always a fun time. Uh, but the Chiefs-Bengals game was not the only game played over the weekend. Uh, the Eagles got a 31-7 victory over the San Francisco 49ers to also advance to the Super Bowl creating the ultimate Kelsey brothers matchup and Andy Reed bowl in the super bowl. So uh, it came out today actually that Brock Purdy has a torn UCL. He'll be getting Tommy John surgery. And that game was pretty much over once that happened. Um, I, you talking about the Kelsey brothers uh, super bowl, just I'm pissed that I, I meant to lead off the show with the very important question for us and our listeners of, Whose podcast over the next couple of weeks do you think is going to get more listens? The Kelsey Brothers. Well, the Kelsey Brothers podcast or our brother's podcast? I would say that all depends on how hard our listeners pump this podcast out to everyone they know and tell them it's the best place for Chiefs content <laughs> on the planet. So just listeners, it's on you. I uh, I hope you approve of this, Sasha. I put the intern on trying to get us a spot on the Kelsey Brothers podcast this week. Just, you know, I figured they'd want another pair of brothers who were doing the same thing they were doing. Um, so we'll see. I think they go off on Wednesday, so maybe we'll be on there. It is funny that you bring that up because we actually do ex- we do exactly the same thing as Travis and Jason Kelsey for one hour out of our week every single week like we're doing what they're doing well also the rest of the hours they're playing center and tight end in the nfl yeah well i'm going to work putting two shoes on every morning sitting on zoom calls debating i don't know why do you even put shoes on for that (laughs) (laughs) um i for the i would like to state for the record that i think we had the idea for a podcast first and maybe even started it first so um yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah, when they're right. checking. I, I could check that. Hey, I'm going to be an intern here. I got you guys. righty. While you're doing that, um, did the, I mean, I know like it's impossible to know, like to kind of get anyone, but did the Niners make a mistake by only having 
Josh Johnson as as their only option after Purdy, or was there nothing they could do about it? And was Garoppolo close to healthy enough to have him as an active player for that game? Uh, that's like other short of that, I don't know what the 49ers could have done about that whole situation. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I guess what I would ask, and we probably should know the answer, is have they only been carrying two quarterbacks on their roster since Garoppolo went down? Um, yeah, they that's that's yes, because because typically they would have like the Chiefs had carry Shane, um, nuclear whatever Bichelle, whatever his name is, on the practice squad. Like typically, typically, how are you gonna have a practice squad without a quarterback? Well, um, the actual funny thing about it is is Josh Johnson wasn't signed until Garoppolo went down so they literally didn't even have a backup until they signed Josh Johnson so they yeah I'm pretty sure Purdy was the only other guy on the roster when Garoppolo went down and then they signed Josh Johnson seems like they're running a little thin there on quarterbacks um when when you consider the history there with the 49ers yeah one one thought I had which is probably like the biggest no shit comment of the of the day at least is like if you go back to the Garoppolo injury, it basically looked the exact same as Mahomes' injury. Mahomes finished the game and then threw for three hundred and twenty five yards and two TDs and won the AFC championship game the next week. And Garoppolo's been out for like ten games. Um Yeah, but didn't he break his ankle? He 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 yeah, I think he did, which is why it's not really a fair comment. Um, I, the broader, so the b- broader point, because the game, that game, even though it was seven, seven late in the second quarter was essentially over at the seven Oh two mark of the first quarter. Um, when Brock Purdy sounds like tore his UCL joint in his elbow. Um, even so Shanahan has a, a pretty checkered history of having some flops and some pretty big games um, lost last year in the NFC championship game, had some poor moments against the chiefs in the super bowl was the offensive coordinator. When the Falcons blew the biggest lead in super bowl history. Um, he just seems to pucker up a little bit in these big games, including uh, not challenging that Devonte Smith catch um, on the fourth and three at the start of that game, when it still seemed like it was going to be a game. Um, so there's there's that element of of the 49ers losing. They're also just for whatever it's worth, the 49ers play a super rugged style of football. Um everyone hates playing them. It also seems to me that by the end of the season half of their roster is usually injured, um including their quarterbacks every year. So something about the way that they play and particularly the quarterback position seems to leave them like pretty banged up by the end of the year um, for whatever it's worth. Yeah. It, it, it is an interesting question. Like they, they now have, they had three quarterbacks coming into this year. Uh, Trey Lance broke his ankle. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo did something, whatever it was, it kept him out 10 weeks. And now Brock Purdy has a torn UCL. So it's either just really bad luck. And, and Josh and, Johnson has a concussion. Yeah. And it was always like, at some point, it has to be a little bit of luck, but it was always just like Jimmy Garoppolo has a glass jaw, and that's their problem is that he can't stay healthy and he can't stay in. But it's not just Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like their whole team's injured every year. So I don't know if it's 
the way they're preparing um, or, you know, what all factors into that. But at some point it has to be a little bit more than just bad luck. Yeah. For whatever it's worth, it seems that the same thing happens to the Ravens every year who, who play like a very similar style of just like rugged run the football and beat people up. Um, so there, there's got to be something to the way that these teams are managing their players, which makes it them more prone to injury. Yeah, it's interesting um, to take it from the Eagles perspective. Like, yeah, the 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 Niners quarterbacks got hurt, but the Eagles also just like pretty much ran at will on the Niners defense. And uh, th- they looked pretty good in the game, although Jalen Hurts didn't wasn't forced into like becoming a passer in that game. The Niners never really put any pressure on the Eagles. They played with a big lead for the whole second half. Um, so we didn't necessarily see a whole lot from the Eagles, but they did basically what they've done all year, which is get out to a lead, be a front runner and, and run the ball all over people. Um, and I, I don't think the Eagles will be able to use quite that recipe in the Super Bowl. Uh, but it's a good recipe for winning if you can manage it. Yeah, they ran the ball 44 times for 148 yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw 25 passes. Uh, he didn't need to throw 25 passes either. He probably could have thrown 10 and they would have been all right. Uh, I think did Fred Warner went out too for them. I mean, that was their. that's technically the best defense in the, the NFL, right? I mean, they really did run the ball at will. I'm a little nervous for the Chiefs, though. Um I don't know how they're going to stop them. I mean, I know they got Chris Jones and Frank Clark, but it's going to be a good game. Yeah, we'll um, – I think we're going to get into a little bit of preview for next week, but I don't – I've watched the Chiefs enough this year, and it proved out to be true this week again. Like, their their run defense is not the Chiefs' run defense of old. Um, not not saying the Eagles can't run on them, run on, run on them. I bet they will. I don't I don't really know what to make of this game for the Eagles. Like they didn't they didn't have to do much. To your point, like get up on someone and just run the football. The 49ers had a quarterback that couldn't throw after seven minutes left in the um in the uh first quarter. And I don't know. Jalen Hurts, while that game was close in the first half, looked like somewhat discombobulated throwing the ball. And didn't look like he could do anything. So something tells me if you don't let the Eagles get up 21 to 7 on you and you make you put Hurts in positions where he has to throw and the game's tight, like I like I'm still yet to be super convinced on on what's gonna happen there. So I think the Eagles look good. Um I don't like they look like world beaters, but no one has put them like it's been a super easy run for them this playoff. So uh um, yeah. It, I think it's a different only- animal in the Super Bowl. I I agree with that. The only like thing you can say that's good about the Eagles getting two blowout wins is like they're going to come in to the Super Bowl healthy. Um, Whereas you might not be able to say the same for the Chiefs. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what comes of all these injuries that happened during that game last night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can say the same for the Chiefs. I mean, they're, they're best. Aside from running the football, their best defensive quality is putting pressure on the quarterback. The Chiefs happen to have the best quarterback in the league under pressure um, and one of the best offensive lines in the league. So I think that's going to look different. Um, But yeah, I mean, Eagles look good. I think we got the right Super Bowl matchup. 
Yeah, we got the two best records in the league. Both teams fourteen and three in the regular season. Uh, both one seeds. Obviously, the AFC was kind of screwy this year because of the one no contest. So you could argue that you know the Bills could have ended up with a better record, but they didn't. So uh, two one seeds. Um, it should be a good matchup. You guys got anything else to say about the Eagles Niners game? Nope, just uh, unfortunate uh, turn of events for Brock Purdy. Uh, everyone was kind of rooting for him. I think it's, uh, I think he really would have struggled against the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's probably, probably bad that they won. They lost. It's rough for Purdy because Tommy John surgery is like a year long injury. Even though I've heard, seen people say in six months, and so like, probably back to being Trey Lance's job come start of next year. Um, yeah, it, it was a P. That's it. You bring up a great point, which I don't say to you that often. Um, Let's go. But, but uh, I was thinking the same thing. He guy was on top of the world, and then like in an instant, it's like, oh shit! I all of a sudden like don't even know if this is my job next year. Um, especially coming up when off- Reggie, yeah, Reggie Bush said that it was a. I think he said a boo boo, like it was he was being soft, and I was like, dude, he tore his UCL. Obviously, he didn't know that, but they were. Everyone was bashing Brock Purdy. Like, if it was me, I'd be out there. I'm like, yeah. I promise you, if he could have been out there, the fact he was, yeah, ready the to fact go. that he that it came out today that he had a torn UCL really puts a lot of context around like the fact that he legitimately couldn't throw the ball. And yeah. uh, there's a reason he came out of the game, and then obviously couldn't do anything once he had to go back into the game because of Josh Johnson's concussion. So let's wrap with that. It was a pretty. Uh, it was a pretty uneventful game. Not that fun to watch. Not that much to analyze. But we've got our Super Bowl set. On the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, well, we're going to reconcile everything. Fantasy, bets, our brackets, all of that good stuff. And then give you a little Super Bowl primer. Stay with us. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports. We're going to reconcile some stuff now. Uh, we made some picks last week. Uh, we picked brackets before the playoffs. And uh, we did a little fantasy draft. So, P, give us give us some updates. I do. Hey, Sasha, before P gives you the updates, can we reconcile one thing with him? Yeah. Um, are you still making out with your Joe Burrow magazine now that they've <laughs> lost? Uh, yeah, I still am. I still have faith in him. Uh, he's Joe Shiesty. He's he's Joe Burr. He'll be back better than ever next year with a he- with a healthy offensive lineman. So yes, Scott, I am still making out with my my poster. No, did my you, magazine. Did, did you text with him today? Uh, no, he uh, ghosted me. We were uh, texting on the daily, and then for some reason he just stopped. So yeah, okay. Know. Well, been ghosted before. He Sorry. should maybe apologize for your DraftKings negative balance. Well. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not. That's all right. Uh, I know. I don't okay, like this sorry. game. I don't sorry. like this on, game. On to the, on to the just, this is a, just this a, a touchy subject. Quick aside. Okay. P doesn't have a DraftKings account. DraftKings yeah, won't I don't. let him I, in. Yeah, he won't let me in. I'm not a real person. I'm on FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel, if you want to sponsor us, uh, we'll do it right now. All right, so this fantasy draft, I know you guys remember this because you guys are all true listeners. and so in last place was a uh, Jay Miz. I think we all called that one. He had a uh, Brock Purdy with the whopping point nine points. 
Jameis uh, is not on air, but has he never not finished last in anything I, that we've done? I I just like that he can't defend himself right now. So I'm, and he can actually he can actually hear us. So it's even funnier. Uh, we're not gonna let him defend himself. Uh, I will say though, McCaffrey with the number one overall pick was great, twenty point six. But Juju, so he had a whopping thirty six and a half points. Um, and second to last was unfortunately me with forty six. I had a uh, Mahomes, Jamar Chase, George Kittle, whatever. Brock Purdy killed us. <clears throat> so this is what the this is what really matters here. Uh, Scott versus Sasha. One per one of them had fifty eight, and one of them had sixty one. And uh, Sasha did come out with the win, so he's now thirty dollars richer. Uh, Miles Sanders and Travis Kelsey really carried him, uh, combining for thirty thirty eight point one. That's good math on my part. Uh, and then Scott had Hertz and Higgins, so that's what really carried him. Uh, it was a great, great call on Sasha. He has a lot of practice, though, so uh, I'm going to actually not give him this win. You're not going to give me this win because I've played fantasy football before? or No, because you, you just draft a lot. That's all I'm saying. I just draft stuff I mean, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you're just you a big drafter. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm giving you a compliment. No, I appreciate it. Money. Well, well, you just... You gave me kind of a compliment salt because you said you were not going to give me the win. Yeah, you you have the win at heart. I'm actually you have I mean, the win. I'm not giving. You're still zero and zero in my books until uh, we get more experience. So, congrats, to, to two, Sasha. Two quick comments. Um, one, Sasha got lucky because if Kadarius Tony played at all or just caught that touchdown pass, he would have lost. Two, Sasha, do you think you'll ever get your $10 from Intern P? Intern P is like toggling through his brain right now to see if I'm going to admit to everyone that he already Venmoed me. Um, if I, I can't in good <laughs> conscience <laughs> tell everybody that he's not going to pay me when I got the Venmo during this show. I will you say... Know, you know how to you, wait a minute. You know how to use Venmo, Intern P? I have a subscription to it, actually. I have Venmo. I have Venmo Premium. Uh, <laughs> I do know how to use Venmo, uh, but yeah, I was gonna let Sasha let them know that I wasn't gonna pay you just for the content. So I really respect that from yeah. him today. Uh, I wasn't wasn't ready for that. Aussie Open weekly, Joe Burrow monthly, Venmo yearly. Those are piece subscriptions yeah. of the week. Oh, and Wikipedia Lifetime as well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, well, how often is the Pornhub one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <not> actually, <laughs> you know, you don't have to pay for that, B. <laughs> I don't like the ads, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, well, at least he's honest. At least he's honest. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, it was a good week. Sorry uh, if your kids are listening. Oh, my kids? Anyone's kids. kids. Anyone's okay, kids. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I doubt they are. Um, okay, so are we doing the picks now? Do I yeah. need to go over those? Go over the picks. It's a Pearson podcast today. I hope you guys love it. <clears throat> yeah, just speed it along in term P. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was getting the lead today. I didn't know. Okay, so Sasha, Sasha had the Chiefs. So did Scott, of course. Homers, whatever. I had the Bengals, so whatever. Uh, I had the over in that one, so you guys had the over, right, too, or the yeah, under? I had the under. We had the over. Okay, so Sasha went 3-1 and because he also had the Eagles, 
but he did take the over in that one. So that makes him three and one for this week. I went two and two with the Eagles and the over. No, I went with the Eagles and the under. So that's why I'm two and two. Sorry, and by it, my math, Sasha's two and two. You had the over in both no, games. I had the Chiefs and the under. Oh, uh, you sure, I'm going about, off the, sure about that? Yeah, dude, I'm going off the dome right now. I didn't even write. Uh, this uh, down. Let's do this. Uh, P had the Bengals in the over. That's zero and two. The Eagles in the under. That's two and two for a two and two record. I had the Chiefs in the under, which is two and zero, oh, and the Eagles in the over, which is one and one for a three and one record. And Scott had the Chiefs in the over, which is one and one, and the 49ers in the under, which is one and one for a two and two record. Okay, so it took it took all of three minutes for P to be okay. demoted back to his role. Okay, dude, not, he had it. i written down. No, also, he had it written down. Sasha, no, I didn't I, know I was doing this. Can I tell you a side note? Uh, before you joined tonight, intern P was telling me and Jay Miz that he doesn't need to take notes because he just he remembers it. He never took notes in school because he remembers everything, <laughs> and then and then he just didn't remember any of anyone's picks. <laughs> Which, of yes. course, he didn't take notes on. <laughs> P, a photographic memory doesn't do you any good if you have no notes to take a photograph of. Okay, well, yeah, I just didn't even write it down. I got bigger things that going on in this brain right now. You, you got me with the good point. with the subscriptions. You just put me... I was just discombobulated, dude. It's not fair. All right, let's, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Real quick, can we just talk about my bracket championship? No. Nah, I was moving on. <laughs> Nope. Congrats. <laughs> we did. Sasha won the bracket. bracket. Sasha won the bracket. I won. Barely. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. There's a few storylines coming into this Super Bowl. You've got uh, is Mahomes the greatest player on the history of in the history of players, or AKA the Mahomes legacy? Um, Chiefs potential dynasty. It'd be two Super Bowls in four years, three appearances in four years. You got the Kelsey brothers. You got the Andy Reid Bowl, uh, also probably the one and two in the MVP race this year, squaring off as quarterbacks. Um, first, also first ever uh, two black starting quarterbacks facing off against each other in the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of storylines to go around. What sticks out to you, Scott? Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of being a homer here, but to me, the mo- the most like compelling and relevant for like long-term NFL is the Mahomes legacy question. Really, it's like Mahomes and Andy Reid legacy question because uh, if you if you get one in four years, it's one Super Bowl. If you start to get two in four years when you played in three, um, I think that you're now talking like Chiefs dynasty and, um, and Mahomes legacy. Um, so I think that's the, I think that's the biggest one, but I also just think to your point, like, a lot of really great storylines. And I think we're in for a good couple weeks and a really good game. You got, I think you've got a little bit of like, um, old school NFL turn new school in the Eagles, which is, which is that like this year. I mean, we did one of the very first bro storm episodes of this year. We talked about like the running revolution is back and the Eagles typify that, right? You got a team with a running quarterback who passes for like 120, 150 yards a game, and they still win because they just beat the shit out of people and run the ball versus the Chiefs, who are like more of your finesse, we throw it all over, kind of like the team who has defined the NFL for the last, you know, five to seven years of like the passing revolution. So I like 
you've also got this kind of, um, you know, difference of styles, which I think is going to be really compelling. So it's, uh, you know, not surprisingly for someone who's a Chiefs fan, I think it's going to be a really great game. P, what storyline do you like? Uh, I do have a storyline, and it's it's not really football related. Uh, no. Do you think Jackson Mahomes and Brittany are going to show up this these next couple of weeks and really steal the shine from Mahomes? Because I hope he, I hope they do. I want to see all the Jackson Mahomes TikToks. I want to see Brittany just absolutely going crazy on the sideline. That's what I want to see this Super Bowl. You know what? I'm not sure on Jackson and Brittany, but speaking of the Mahomes family, did any of you see the? Pat Mahomes, as in Pat Sr., interview after the game. I did. I don't know if that's just his thing or he was had to be hammered. I think he I mean, was he blitzed, was, man. He was just <laughs> like... He, I, I didn't hear the interview. I saw him smoking the cigar. What did he say in the interview? Was, he, he was I like, I'm smoking Pat one Mahomes of these Joe Burrows. He, he kept calling his cigar a Joe Burrow. <laughs> and like, they, like <laughs> he was pretty much... It was basically like Joe Namath, Susie Colbert. Uh, circa Monday right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he it's was, like he intern. Was happy. It's like a smitten intern P talking to Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the the storyline is that I really like is obviously I Andy Reid, um, Mahomes. But uh, is this could be Kelsey's last couple of years being a top tier tight end? I mean, he's thirty three. About to turn 34. I mean, how many more years does this guy have of being the elite tight end that he is? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, And that's the thing, like, looking forward is the Chiefs are eventually going to have to replace Travis Kelsey or, like, do something on offense. Like, he's basically saved them this year by, by being Travis Kelsey and them having no good receivers. I can't imagine what they'd be like without him. So... Yeah, a lot of good storylines. I like the I like the Kelsey Bros storyline um the most, I guess. Although I to Scott's point, I think like when we look back on this Super Bowl um 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, whatever the time frame is, uh it's going to be more about Mahomes' legacy. Like we're either going to be saying that was the Super Bowl that catastro- catapulted him into another stratosphere or you could be saying that's another one that got away um, and like right. decreased his legacy. Right. I do. I do think it's interesting. And I know, I don't I don't know if we're going to talk about it. I know we're not going to make picks, but the early line is, is Eagles are favorites, right? Started to pick him, move to the Eagles. I do. Th- I do think it's interesting. that it's the second straight game where people seem to, I don't know. I listened to something today where people are like Eagles one to 53 are way better than the chiefs. And there's not a single position group other than quarterback where um, the Eagles are better than, than the chiefs. And I just, I feel like the chiefs roster is getting a lot of disrespect as in like it's Patrick Mahomes and everyone else when like they have a really solid offensive line. They've got one of the three best defensive players in football. Um, their linebackers are really good. Uh, I just, I, I, f- I feel like, like I am as a Chiefs fan, I'm liking the narrative of like the Chiefs are underdogs again, and people are going to pick the Eagles. And I feel like, like Mahomes has basically been on an FU revenge tour this whole year. I feel like, and well, let's just keep it going towards the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a, a common theme is that the Chiefs roster in general from the beginning of the season is is disrespected and, and underrated, uh, in my opinion, because they like you don't just win 14 games by only having a good quarterback. They have other good players on their team. And I think it all started when they traded Tyreek Hill. It's like because they traded one good player, it means they don't have any good players. No, it just means they don't have that one player. And he's a big like the Tyreek Hill trade is a big reason why they have 10 rookies that are all contributing. Um, and they'll have even more next year with some of those picks they got from them. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, essentially because of the Tyreek Hill trade, people were looking at it as a rebuilding year. That's it's bad news for everyone, P. Yeah, for sure. It's I a scary agree. proposition. There were a lot of people saying they weren't even going to win the playoffs this year. I will admit that I was uh, one of those guys that said that. Uh, so I will, I'll, I'll say that I, I was down on the Chiefs this year, and it is nice to see them actually be good. I, I do like to see you guys happy. Okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, hopefully they play well. That, that's all I'm saying. Nuisance. And Rian is the halftime performer, and she's uh, beautiful and makes great music. So I will be in tune to that one as well. Side side note, my my early favorite quote from a player is uh, MV Mark. Marquez Valdez Scantling, which is still, we have a long running debate as to how you pronounce his name on this show. MVS uh, tweeted, serious, serious question. Can I watch the Rihanna at halftime? I'm, which, I, which I appreciated. <laughs> MVS, well, first of all, Marquez said in a tweet earlier in the year that there's no K in his name. Um, and he do, can't understand why people pronounce it Marquez because there's no K in his name. It's Marquez. <laughs> All right. Because right. well, the QU hopefully, makes it. Hopefully sound. someone can hook him up with Rihanna so that he doesn't have to go out for the halftime show. He can stay in the locker room and get focused because apparently he's our only playable wide receiver right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to wrap this up, guys. Uh, just so everyone knows, we're going to come out with an episode just a couple of days before the Super Bowl, do some fun stuff, take props, make it a whole Super Bowl preview episode. That'll be coming out uh, the Friday before the Super Bowl. So be watching your feed for that uh, to get your Super Bowl primer in, get you ready for the big game. Uh, if you've listened this far, you like something you heard, uh, subscribe, rate, give us five stars. And Scott looks like he has something to say. Kelsey brothers, we're coming for you. Kelsey brothers, we're coming, coming for you. you. This, this has been the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.